G'day guys, I'm D-Mac from NBA Fantasy Bible and with me is Kayla Fonte from The Last Word on Sports and this is Between Two Hoops. Kayla, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? Yeah, doing really well. It's been a massive week in the NBA this week. How did you go this week? Week three, all wrapped up? Wins in both of my leagues, so that's a plus for me. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. I, you? I was a little bit up and down, a um, mm -hmm. couple of wins, a couple of losses, but that's okay. Um, we will get by. Uh, it's still really early and I yep. love to practice patience and I keep saying that to a lot of our viewers as well. So shall we just get into it? Let's Week do it. three review. All right, let's go. Okay. Week three, hot performers. Tyrese Maxey, of course, uh, dropped a 50-piece uh, last night. Humongous week, and he just goes from strength to strength. And um, he's this year's Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's um, been humongous ever since the James Harden trade. Him and uh, Joel Embiid, it's just been a massive one-two punch. And um, he's a first-rounder, clearly. Uh, and moving forward, I, I can't see him exiting that unless Philly do bring someone in. What do you think about Maxey this week? Yeah, just a monster game that he's had with the 50 points. It's just insane. And he's played exactly how we expected him to with the Harden trade. And he's going to continue to thrive in that role as long as he has that increased usage, which he will definitely see. Like right now, he's a top 10 player in points leagues in Yahoo, which is just insane. Yeah, absolutely. And in category leagues as well, it's that efficiency that you tend not to get from these high usage guys. It's just incredible. So yeah, keep rolling with him. Um yeah, there's not much more you can say about him as long as the guys um, remain as that. And Philly are looking awesome. So I don't know if they need to rush out and grab anyone. I know Ubre went down and we'll speak about that later on. But um, even without Ubre, they're looking sensational. All right. It's not really going to be a week without um, mentioning Nikola Jokic. Another dominant week. Um, yeah, he's actually increased his points per game, which is scary as well. So yeah, he's just the complete package. As we know, we don't need to spend too long on him. Um, Kayla, Jokic. He's looking like an MVP candidate again. He already recorded his first 30-20-10 line this season, yeah. which is just insane. He's a triple-double machine. Nothing yeah, else to it's say. Really, really, yeah, really scary. Because he has upped that, um, the usage and the, the shots as well, it's just uh, Jamal Murray's been out with injury. Uh, it's just super scary for anyone that goes up against a team that does have Jokic. So, yeah, RIP for those going up against him in future <laughs> weeks. Giannis, massive week. Um, we've had a couple of games without Dame this week, so he stepped up. Humongous usage. He dropped a 50-piece uh, a couple of games ago. Uh, I think his usage was close to 50%, which is probably the highest I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. Um, he's carrying the Bucks. Bucks are struggling a little bit at the moment. Um, their head coach is getting a lot of grief at this stage, but Giannis is looking awesome. Yeah, and I know a lot of people worried about Giannis and even Dame too early on in the season, but this just goes to prove like it's early. It takes time for people to get into the groove of things, and he's just been elite so far, putting up almost triple doubles. Nothing to be worried about. Absolutely not. Yeah, he's looked great. Bam Adebayo, in a similar vein, um, a couple of injuries to the Miami Heat, and we'll go through those in a minute. Um, Jimmy Butler missed one through personal reasons. Of course, Tyler Hero's out with injury as well. So Bam stepped up, and he stepped up in a big way. So He's looking like Bam of a, a few seasons ago. Um, tremendous usage, great rebounds, very efficient um, for, from the field and from the line as well. And he's giving those defensive stats. So something that's sort of been missing from his game to a high level in the past couple of seasons, coming back with a vengeance this season. 
Yeah, he's just thrived in that two-way role. And especially with Tyler Hero out, his usage is only going to skyrocket. And so is his production. Absolutely. Ant-Man, what more can you say? He's the alpha on that Minnesota team. Uh, It's definitely his team. And um, it's now reflecting in his fantasy production. So not just in points leagues, but he's actually dominating category leagues. So his efficiency uh, with his shootings actually increase. And that's something that we would hope would happen to get him to that next level in terms of fantasy output. And it has happened so far. Yeah. And even on top of his efficiency too, his points, rebounds, steals, assists, he could honestly just do it all. He's amazing. Yeah. Great two-way wing. Speaking of amazing, Tyrese Halliburton, there's not much more you can say. He's um, a tremendously efficient player. Uh, We'll lead the league again in assists. He had a 17 assist game um, last night, which is uh, unbelievable. And for those that do um, care about turnovers. He's such a low turnover guy for the amount of assists that he provides as well. Um, he's also efficient from the field. Uh, he's just a tremendous player. I think he's in line for another all-star berth this year. 100%. He's just on a whole other level this season too. Like those double doubles of points and assists, that's insane. Yeah, he's carried that momentum over from the World Cup, which unlike a lot of his um, colleagues, it's he's looked really impressive and he's um, lifting the paces and they actually look quite good this season. So that's actually going to help him um, play longer, um, be more competitive and possibly not even miss some of those games down the stretch. Now, someone who was a buy-low candidate um, from the last couple of weeks, Lamelo Ball. So people were worried about him, but guess what? His shots turned around. He's shooting this week. He shot greater than fifty percent. So, yeah, already his lines looked tremendous. He's just a, a threat from um, every vantage point. So, the the shots are falling. So he's getting you threes. He's getting you those points. Of course, those assists will always be there and the defensive stats from the steals perspective. Plus, he's a high rebounding guard as well. So, um, yeah, he's looking like the guy that we've taken in the first round. Exactly. He can really just do it all. And a lot of people were concerned about his performance through the first few weeks. But this week, he just had a huge bounce back week, which has just been great for fantasy managers. Yeah. Unless you're playing him. Unless you're playing him. Yeah. But and to your point, um, yeah, you've got to be patient in the first couple of weeks because these things turn around and they level out eventually. Now, in contrast, disappointments or potential bylaw opportunities. Jordan Paul, we've spoken about him. A lot of hype going into this season. I was one on the, the pool bandwagon, the pool party, so to speak. But um, he's been continuously disappointing. So even with uh, DeLon Wright out at the moment, you would have thought that he would have had more minutes um, and potentially even more ball handling opportunities with Tyus Jones also struggling, but it hasn't been the case. So uh, Jordan Poole continues to struggle, but I believe he's still got a chance to turn it around. Yep, there's still plenty of time too. Um, Not much has really changed for him this week though. He did have one solid outing, but outside of that, nothing much. And he doesn't really contribute any defensive stats either, which doesn't really help yeah he's actually been relatively good with um his steals it's actually um kept his fantasy value afloat to a certain degree it's really just the shooting and the lack of minutes Mm. as well so he's actually getting less minutes than he was when he's at the warriors which is really concerning seeming that he came into this season as uh likely the number one guy on that team JJJ, uh yeah a couple of disappointing performances i think it's a great bylaw opportunity we know that when you count his blocks and, um, you know, category leagues can sometimes skew in terms of uh, value when it comes to blocks. And he can lead the league in blocks still, but he did have a very disappointing week. Yeah, I didn't really contribute much on the defensive end, but it's even surprising too how many injuries the Grizzlies have and his minimal impact so far, which is a little bit concerning, yeah. but 
it's it nothing to be worried about. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he can turn around really quickly. And it, it, he's a bit of a confidence player as well. So it mm-hmm. takes him one or two games and um, he'll be back into the swing of things. He probably does need Jar next to him, to be honest. I yep. think um, JJJ probably struggles to be alongside of Bain being that um, the the point guy, I guess. So um, Jar will return in a few weeks' time and that should help Jaron Jackson Jr. And don't undersell the value of Stephen Adams next to him as well. I think JJJ, he got a, a lot of flack during the World Cup for not getting those rebounds. That's not his game and we know that's not his game. Um, so he needs that big presence next to him and he doesn't have it at the moment. Bismarck Biombo, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. He's been quite impressive the last couple of games, but he's just not that um, enforcer or that protector that he had with uh, Stephen Adams. Josh Giddy, Aussie Josh Giddy, uh, he's really struggling at the moment. Um, his production's down, and I don't know if it's just related to Chet Holmgren being in the team, but um, he doesn't quite look in the groove at the moment. What are your What are your thoughts on Josh Giddy? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. There's also a lot of mouths to feed on the Thunder too, right? But overall, his production has been down. Defensive stats, he can still give you some good numbers with rebounds and assists, but outside of that, it's been really disappointing. But I'm glad too because I was going to draft Giddy, but then I didn't. So I don't want to say I dodged a bullet, but because there is still plenty of time, as we've mentioned. But at the moment, grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of mouths to feed. SGA is having a dominant year, uh, obviously, MVP candidate. Um, of course, we've got um, the rest of the team, to be honest, Chad Holmgren as well, Jalen Williams. He had a monster game last night. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit up and down for Josh Giddy, but hopefully he finds his groove uh, later in the season. Clay Thompson, we'll talk about potential drops later. He's not a drop. He's still rosterable in standard leagues, but it's not looking good, and it's really coming down to his shot. The shot's just not falling, but on any given night, you know that he can go off. He could go off for a 30 or a 40 piece if he just gets into that groove. He just haven't, hasn't had it at the moment, and he's been really disappointing. And for points leagues, um, you could consider dropping him because he does have a little bit more value in category leagues, but uh, I still think he will turn it around. Yeah, definitely. But at the moment, his production is just all over the place. And that inconsistency is just hurting fantasy managers. But like you said, he has that potential to just explode. Yeah. Well, one positive is that he's no longer sitting um, back-to-backs on a regular basis. I think he sat one back-to-back earlier in the season, but the last two he's actually played both games, which is promising for his um, health as well. And there's confidence in his body. There's at the moment no confidence in his shot. So let's hope that he turns that around. Speaking of lacking in confidence, Jalen Brown, I think um, Chris Porzingis coming in has really impacted Jalen Brown. Less usage, less shots, less points, less all-round fantasy value. And I I don't think that's actually going to change. So contrary to the other guys, I don't think he is a buy low. I think this is just the way it's going to be unless there is obviously an injury, which uh, you don't account for. I think with him, we're just going to see the same cycle where he's going to play a lot of bad or mediocre games and then he's just going to go off one night and then the cycle is just going to repeat because that's already what we've been seeing so far. And yeah, yeah, it probably won't change, especially like if everyone's healthy too. Yeah, I think um, he's definitely going to be a little bit better than what he currently is. I just don't think he has that top 40 upside, top even top 50 upside mm-hmm. uh, in category leagues. But, um, yeah, he'll still be good. Um, you know that he's young stud. So uh, we'll see what happens down the stretch. Now, Bradley Beal has just come back from injury, which is good for his fantasy managers. Um, he hasn't had Devin Booker next to him, so you would have thought that he would have thrived. But he's come back, and he's come back really slowly. His shot has looked 
quite horrific. Um, even when he's been solid in the past from the free throw line, I think he's shooting less than 70% from the free throw line. Um, his field goal shooting percentage is actually really low as well. So great by law opportunity if you trust that his um, health will be okay moving forward. Yeah, he also hasn't had the playmaking impact that we've expected. But then again, he is coming off that back injury. So it's going to take a little bit of time to, you know, shake off the rust and everything. And then there's still the concern of injuries. I'm sure he's going to have several more throughout the season, but good buy low opportunity, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Another buy low opportunity, OG Ananobi, one of your boys. Now, big difference between him this season and previous seasons it's his steal rate it's his shot as well he can be a bit up and down with his shooting but it's the steals that have in previous years been really solid really dependable in the last week he's only had half a steal a game and when he's been close to averaging two steals per game over the last few seasons half a steal a game is a a tremendous drop-off so I think it's a great bylaw opportunity for him Um, there's no reason why he can't turn it around yeah, exactly. It's been very shocking so far, very surprising, especially with the loss of Van Vliet too. You would think that would open up more opportunities for him on the offensive end as well. We just haven't really seen that yet. It appears that he's just going through a bit of a slump. But like you said, there's no reason why he can't turn it around. There's still plenty of time. And the Raptors only had two games this week too. So that's another thing. Exactly. And we spoke about it on the last episode that Scotty Barnes has really taken over um, as the lead guy, as the captain of this team as well. So I guess they're still finding their feet and seeing how how that dynamic plays out as well. So I think uh, great by low for OG. Now, the ads for this week. So going into week four. We spoke about him last week. I think we, I have spoken about him pretty much since preseason. Miles Bridges, so the guy that everyone hates for good reason, but I don't hate him on my uh, fantasy team. I think he's worthy of a fantasy team. Putting all um, your morals aside, I think he's worthy of a roster spot. Uh, it's probably unlikely that you're able to get him now. I think people understand, finally have come to the realization that he is actually back this week. Uh, he will be back this Friday uh, when the Hornets play the Bucks at home. So it'll be a great opportunity. Um, Steve Clifford, their coach, has actually said he's going to play a significant role uh, in their lineup as well. So that doesn't bode well for guys like Brandon Miller, rookie Brandon Miller, um, PJ Washington as well, uh, and Gordon Hayward, who's started the season on fire. I think he does get impacted once Miles Bridges does return. Exactly. And like you said, he's starting to get picked up. People are realizing he's returning soon. But if he is available, pick him up immediately. Like you said, he's reported to have a significant role, which is very important. But then again, don't expect him to have the same production that he had almost two years ago at this point. Yeah, no, it's a a meteoric rise a couple of seasons ago. And obviously, he's had his issues off court uh, Mm -hmm. in the last two seasons. So yeah, like you said, he'll be very rusty, but I think he's definitely worth having. He'll be a top 100 um, player, in my opinion. Uh, And you know that he's got that synergy with LaMelo as well. So I think they're going to work well together. Let's see how it uh, shakes out and how it impacts the other guys on that team. Now, not everyone may be aware of this guy, but Skylar Mays, it's really... um, he's going to benefit just because of the injuries that the trailblazers have in the guard position. So you think Anthony Simons went first, so he's injured for probably another, he's sidelined for another month at least. Then you've got Scoot Henderson, so he's out for another couple of weeks. Then Malcolm Brogdon, so he'll be out um, one to two more weeks. So it's a great week to have Skylar Mays. And we've seen in the last two games, he's actually double-doubled with points and assists. So if you need those assists, um, go and grab him. Um, I think you just need to go and grab him anyway. I think he's going to be such a productive player this week. Yep, I picked him up too actually yesterday and he was just amazing. Like you said, he's basically a double-double machine of points and assists and he can contribute some steals as well. 
just yeah, not as much. Absolutely. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And once those other guys come back, unfortunately, he will be um, probably forgotten about to a certain degree. But he's uh, he's a quality player. Speaking of quality, Jalen Suggs. So we spoke about him last week alongside of Cole Anthony. Now, Jalen Suggs has just taken it to another level. So he's starting. I know Markel Fultz has missed a couple of games, but Jalen Suggs was starting nonetheless next to Fultz before Fultz was out. Um, but Suggs is just bringing it. So the shot's going down. He's looking more efficient. And, of course, those steals. It's um, We know that he's an elite defender. He always has been since college days. He's come into the NBA, and that's maintained as well. He had a game where I'm pretty sure he picked up five steals uh, in real quick time as well. So you got to have him. He's a must roster. So if he's not rostered, make sure he is. Um, run, don't walk, and go and add him. But he's looking tremendous. Now, moving forward, we've spoken about Jordan Hawkins and Dyson Daniels. This is because of the CJ McCollum uh, injury. Jordan Hawkins had a bit of a disappointing week, but I still think he's a, a quality add. Um, probably not a, over some of the previous guys that we've mentioned, but I still think if you need those points, some threes, um, just that scoring output, I think he's quality. Dyson Daniels, he gives a different stat set. So the Australian will give you um, those defensive stats as well, uh, sneaky assists uh, and good rebounds. So those guys are considerations for this week. Yep, and CJ will be out for a while too, so there's plenty of time to wait and see how they perform. Yeah. Also bear in mind that Trey Murphy should be back soon for the Pelicans, mm -hmm. probably in the next couple of weeks. It will take some time for him to ramp up, but I think Hawkins and Daniels are um, are worthy of rostering at the moment. Now, Keontae George, in my opinion, you have to roster this guy. He's now the starting point guard for the Utah Jazz. We've seen it before. We saw it with um, Donovan Mitchell a few seasons ago where uh, it started slow, um, not a great deal of hype around the rookie going into the season, then all of a sudden he just blossomed. So I think Keontae George, he may not have that top 50 upside, but I think he has to be rostered. There's a premium on, on assists, as we know, and he will give you those assists. And, um, yeah, you've got to have him, I think, um, just go and grab him, to be honest. There's not more to say about that. Just go and get Keontae George. Exactly. He's already had some starts so far, and he's been amazing, especially on the playmaking end too. Yeah, definitely the playmaking end. His shot's not falling, but that'll turn around. And yeah. once that does happen, then it'll practically be impossible to grab him off any waiver wire. Spoke about him earlier, Bismack Biombo. So he's actually turning it on for Memphis in the absence of Stephen Adams. Xavier Tillman has been out as well. So Bismack Biombo, you know what he brings. It's good rebounds, good blocks, good field goal percentage from a category perspective. I still think he's worthy of a roster spot in points leagues as well. But um, for the next week, I think Bismack Biombo is must roster. Yeah, as long as Tillman is sidelined, consider picking him up. He's basically a double-double threat, points and rebounds every night. Yeah, and we saw before Tillman went out injured that Tillman actually came off the bench. Um, I think David Roddy started in his place. So I don't think they want to start Roddy again. So I would expect Bismack Biombo still starts when Tillman does return. But let's see how that shakes out. Now, one guy, French teenager, um, Bilal Kalubali, he actually tore it up last night. Um, he looked awesome. So I know that we spoke about Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones just looking rubbish. But Bilal Kalubali, he's come in um, and he looked great. Bear in mind, I know he'll be a very popular ad, but bear in mind that Daniel Gafford had some injury concerns during the game. Um, so Bilal came in and he just 
he shot the ball well. And of course, he's an elite defender at such an early age, but he'll get you those steals. He can get you those blocks, uh, blocks from the wing position. I think he's worthy of a roster spot and particularly going into the, today's game where um, Washington actually plays. He's a great stream and you know he's a speculative ad for longer term rest of season sort of value as well. So I don't mind him being rostered everywhere. Um, but even for tomorrow's stream, I think he's worthy of a roster spot. Now, Denny Abdia, um, he's been up and down, but I think he looked awesome in the last couple of games. I think he has to be rostered right now. And again, similar to Bilal, he um, he has the game uh, today. So roster him, see what happens. He's getting some good minutes, really, really solid minutes, and that's at the expense of some of their so-called stars as well. So I think um, going into the season, there was a little bit of hype around his opportunity, and he's actually taken it um, on board in the last couple of games. So roster him. Um, he has a bit of an all-round game as well. So it's really good for, particularly for Roto, um, but I think he's got still value for points leagues and other category leagues as well. Kobe White, just have him rostered. He can be very up and down with his shooting, as we know, but he's a starting point guard. He's getting the minutes. He's getting the opportunities. Have him on your team in standard leagues. Uh, it's as easy as that. Yep, He's been on a tear the past three games too, in points, assists, three, uh, threes and steals. Amazing. Yeah, and it's actually surprising he's coming on and off of waiver-wise. I think he has to be mm -hmm. rostered right now while he's got that starting point guard role. Um, yeah, just start him. Now, two Cavs here, Max Struess and Karis LeVert. So contrary to what I thought was going to happen with the return of Jared Allen and Darius Garland, they've actually maintained some really good value. And Garland has looked rusty in the last couple, um, and they only had two games in the last week as well. So perhaps there's a bit of a drop-off, particularly for Karis LeVert, um, but I still think that you've got to add them if they're not already added. Uh, I think they're still providing good value, particularly while Garland gets his feet. Um, but watch perhaps by this time next week, they'll be on the drops list. Uh, as we know, Jamal Murray's out injured for a little bit. So Reggie Jackson is his replacement. He's not going to get you tremendous value, but you know what he brings. He brings you a lot of threes, a lot of points, um, some sneaky assists as well. So I think he's a good option, um, but definitely not above any of the guys that we spoke about earlier. Now, a lot of heat options here. So Tyler Hero is out. Um, we had Bam out. Uh, sorry, not Bam. Uh, Jimmy Butler did sit out, uh, as we previously mentioned, for personal reasons. He came back yesterday and he looked quite good. But Kyle Larry also sat on the back-to-back. -back. So it's a little bit unclear as to who's going to get the minutes once everyone has returned. But while Tyler Hero is out, I think there's still value in Kyle Lowry, Jaime Hakez, and even Duncan Robinson as well. So he looked really good against the Spurs. And um, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, but he made um, my boy Wemby look a little bit silly on a... <laughs> on a baseline move. But, um, yeah, Duncan Robinson, a little bit one-dimensional, but he actually um, balled out last night. But Kyle Lowry, Hame Hakez, they've looked good as well in their opportunities. Yep, for sure. Even Kyle Lowry too. He could be a little bit inconsistent at times, but with those increased minutes, he can provide stats on offensive and defensive end too. Yeah, and I haven't got his name listed, but Josh Richardson coming off the bench, yep. I think he's um, got a good solid role as well. So just keep an eye out for that one. He's not necessarily a, a rosterable guy in standard leagues right now. Just keep an eye on that role moving forward. Spoke about these guys last week, but um, still, Wendell Carter Jr. is out with injury. Mo Wagner, Goga Badatze, uh, I think they've still got value. They are splitting the minutes, you know, roughly 21, 22 minutes each. Um, with a little bit of small ball as well with um, Bankero, a little bit of jo um, Jonathan Isaac as well. But of the two, I probably prefer still Mo Wagner. Um, 
but there's still two options that you can look to. Now, a little bit of probably more streaky, probably not must roster, but it's interesting to see Nick Batum, old man Batum, now at the okay. 76ers. Kelly Oubre, as we know, um, had the accident. We'll speak about that shortly. But Nick Batum started and he played 30-plus minutes last night and he looked really good. You know that he'll give you some um, three-pointers, some good defensive stats and good efficiency. Um, nice roto player, probably not suited to points leagues but he's a much better category league player as well but i think just to keep an eye on this not must roster at this stage but just monitor the situation and finally i've got two kings here malik monk and kevin herder uh it's looking like darren fox will return later in the week but he's looking doubtful for tomorrow's game so malik monk and kevin herder still have value going into tomorrow's game after that, I think their value does drop away once Fox returns and the band's back together. So uh, Malik Monk is my preferred option, but Kevin Herter has looked good whilst uh, Fox has been sidelined. Now drops, we yeah we mentioned Kelly Oubre. Unfortunately, he had that accident, really shocking hit and run. He's got a broken rib. Um, he's out of hospital now, but it's weeks until he will return. So he is a drop. I don't think he's worthy of um, even an IR slot hold at this stage. Um, he was trending down even before he got injured or sorry, before the accident. Um, so I think that's an easy drop, unfortunately. Yeah, just devastating news about the accident too, but there's no timeline for his recovery right now too, especially with an injury, a rib injury. Those take a little bit longer to heal. They said he was going to be reevaluated within a week, I believe, but that doesn't really mean that he's going to be close to returning anytime soon. Yeah, you're right. I would expect it somewhere like late December, early January perhaps, and yeah. even then I don't think he's a, a must-roster guy. Cole Anthony, uh, sorry, we'll just go back. So Cole Anthony, uh, we spoke about Jalen Suggs' ascension. Cole Anthony's gone the other way, so his minutes are dropping uh, which is really surprising. Even when Mark Elfus wasn't playing, you would have expected Cole Anthony to actually pick up the slack, but it was actually the other way around. Anthony Black got more minutes. Jalen Suggs dominated. A lot of the ball handling and the facilitation um, was coming out of Franz Wagner and for Paolo Banquero. Cole Anthony, I think he only got 16 minutes in the last game. So that's really disappointing, and I think he is a drop at this stage. Yeah, over the past few games, he's had a very minimal impact. And even then, we've talked about this in the past, but they just have too many guards. So there's mm. a lot of mouths to feed, like you like to say, and there's just not enough minutes to go around for everyone. Yeah. He's a quality player. I think um, ideally for his value, he does get traded, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guards uh, at yeah. the magic. More of a streamer Maybe option. More of a streamer option. Yeah. And even, even having said that 16 minutes probably isn't going to get it done even for a streamer yeah. in, in uh, standard leagues. Xavier Tillman, we spoke about him. He's an obvious drop at this stage. So limited time. He's been injured as well. So low upside, even when he was playing um, close to 30 minutes, I didn't think he had that high upside. Um, and now he's a clear drop. Harrison Barnes, again, similar sort of vein. So very low upside. You know what you're going to get with him. It's very, very low production fantasy. He may go off every now and then, and people will then flirt with picking up. Um, Harrison Barnes, I just don't think he has that longevity as a, a high-end fantasy talent. So keep him on the waiver wire. No need to waste a move for the week. Uh, Sadiq Bay, so he's lost his starting position to um, uh, Jalen Johnson, sorry, yes. at Atlanta. So Sadiq Bay, he was starting the season. Um, he's lost that role. I don't think he's worthy of a roster spot in standard leagues at this stage. Uh, more a streamer, and that's really if you're desperate. Yep. Johnson is the clear pickup there. 
Yeah, yeah. And we've spoken about Jalen Johnson for quite some time. I think first three episodes that we've had, yep. we spoke about Jalen Johnson each and every single week. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a clear drop. Gary Trent, again, we've spoken about him probably for the last couple of weeks. He's obviously a clear drop, um, just not getting those minutes coming off the bench. Um, and he has missed a couple as well. Grant yep. Williams, uh, quiet one. Um, I just don't – he started really well. And he will be a streamer-level type of player, but I just don't think he's a must-roster guy at this stage for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, he's a very minimal impact over the past few games too. Just someone to monitor. Someone to monitor. Tim Hardaway Jr., similar – Boat, he's actually looking quite good if you need those points and threes. Um, pretty efficient, actually, at the moment. But I don't think he's a must-roster. I think he's more a streamer player as well. Uh, Obi Toppin, there was a lot of high hope uh, for him coming into this season. A lot of fanny, fantasy analysts actually thought that he could break out this season. It's not to be for Obi Toppin, unfortunately. I think um, the highlights are spectacular, but the fantasy output's just not at the same level. So keep him on the waiver wire at this stage. Jaden Ivey, he's coming off the bench. He's come back, I think he came back yesterday from uh, injury. He's worse in category leagues just because of the inefficiencies, and I just don't think he's even worthy of a roster spot in points leagues. What do you think, yep. Carla? He's been dropped a lot in points leagues too. He's ranked outside, I think, the, hot, the top 125. He's more valuable as a streamer option when he is in that starting role. But if he's not, drop it. Yeah, we had a lot of guys return from injury for Detroit. So you've... Um, yep. You've also Marcus Sasser, he's sort of ascended as well. So he's had a lot, uh, quiet game in the last one, but you've also got Alec Burks as well. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich still has to come back. Monte Morris still has to come back as well. Cade Cunningham um, obviously is going to get the bulk share of the usage. So it doesn't bode well for Jaden Ivey in the long run, but um, I know people still have belief in him as a dynasty asset. I just don't see it at this stage, um, not this season anyway. Um, and not, not to mention Killian Hayes. He's looked really impressive. Um this season so far. Colin Sexton, so we've spoken about previously uh, the you know the plethora of guard options in Utah. Keontae George, as we said earlier, has now taken the um, the the lead role as point guard. So Colin Sexton, I just don't think he's worthy of a, a spot on your team in standard leagues. And we've said it before, even at his peak when he was at the Cavs, he was barely a top 100 guy because he was very one-dimensional. Scoring, yes, but not much else outside of that. So therefore, even with a reduced role, he just does not deserve to be on any rosters in standard leagues. Very inconsistent as well, which is another big thing for him. Yeah, yeah, it's been really disappointing. And he, um, yeah, he's really um, fallen since his days at the Cavs. Yep. Jonathan Kaminga, I think um, people had high hopes for him this season. He's just not getting the opportunities nor the usage with um, the big guys still there. If we do see Draymond sit, I think Kaminga then is a streaming possibility. Um, but outside of that, I don't think he's worthy of a roster spot. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, he's still getting big minutes. He's just not doing much with them at the moment. And he's started off the season really well, but he's come back um, and he's actually looked quite pathetic, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's worthy of a roster spot. Um, Jalen Johnson is the guy, even though Hunter is still getting the minutes, as I said, he's just not doing much with them at the moment. So um, you can roster him. I just don't think he's a must-roster guy at this stage. Yeah, more now, of a monitoring situation, if anything. Yeah, I think so. More of a monitoring situation. Um, now we get into the nitty-gritty. Andrew Wiggins, you mentioned him as a possible drop last week. It's probably yeah. looking like it's a definite drop. He's just not looking the same, Andrew Wiggins. 
Exactly. The only reason I haven't dropped him in one of my leagues yet is because I named my team after him. But I guess I'll just have to change the name because I, I can't take it anymore. He's in a slump. There's The Warriors are stacked. There's no opportunities for him to really thrive unless there's a lot of injuries on the team. So it doesn't really make sense to keep him at all. What's your team name? It's getting wiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to change well, it, but I... I, I, I might just keep it. it. I you know what, just like, you know, lose every week, but let's run with it. At least you've got the team name. I love that. No, that's right? really good. Too good to do you have up. a Do you have another team name for Spencer Dinwiddie? I hope not because he's no, <laughs> worthy of it. No, I don't even I, have him to be honest with you. So I don't think I've ever had him on a fantasy team, um, particularly in a category league. I just don't think he has mm -hmm. that upside. I've got a question mark next to him as a potential drop. He's probably still worthy of a roster spot, but just let's monitor this. Ben Simmons being out has helped him a little bit, but he's still not getting um, a lot of minutes, even with Ben Simmons out. So once Simmons does return, then what does that mean for Spencer Dinwiddie? Um, Cam Thomas is out as well, so perhaps that affords him a little bit of extra um, value moving forward. But um, I, I just don't think he's got that upside. So he's one that you could potentially drop if there is a hot free agent on the wire mm -hmm. uh, to pick up. So, yeah, I don't think you'll be losing any sleep if he did happen to drop Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. If anything, though, I would say in points leagues, I would hold on just for a little bit longer. There are a lot of injuries on the Nets right now, too. He hasn't done what was expected of him, but I would say just hold. But if there's someone on the waiver wire who you think is a better option, then you could drop him. Yeah, you make that switch really quick, smart, if there is that better option. Now, this one's controversial. Chris Paul, probably you would not drop him, but it's just something worth considering uh, in terms of how he's playing at the moment. He's he's looking his age. He's he's struggling. He's not getting the minutes as well. Um, he's barely getting any shots. Not that you you uh, draft him for his points production, but um, he's looking a bit shaky at the moment. Same goes for Clay Thompson, but I think Clay um, his shot will fall. And like I said earlier, uh, he could just have one of those nights where he drops a forty piece, and um, you wouldn't think anything of it to be honest. So. These guys still should be rostered, but it's something to monitor moving forward. It's just looking a little bit shaky and um, perhaps someone might even see this as a buy-low opportunity. I just uh, I can't see them um, providing high-level fantasy production as we've seen in previous years, particularly for CP3. Well, with Paul, though, he is ranked in the top 60 in points league, so I would say still hold on to him for now, but mm. possible trade candidate there, 100%. Mm. If anything, yeah. uh, like we talked about before, Kaminga, Wingens, those are the players that you should drop first. And then yeah. Thompson is close to that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep them rostered for now, but let's monitor the situation. Yeah. Tyus Jones, it's maybe for points. This is something that you consider dropping, but I still think he's worthy of a standard league spot in category leagues. Uh, he's just looking really shaky, along with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's must roster. Yes, he's had, had a bit of a rubbish start in terms of his shooting but Tyus Jones just looks disengaged he's not getting much of the ball handling he's not getting those assists that we know um, that he has been able to provide as a reserve um, particularly when Jar Morant in the past for Memphis has been out he's actually stepped up and looked awesome but um, there's no shades of that uh, while he's been in Washington it's just been very disappointing and I know that a lot of people invested quite highly in terms of a draft pick this season thinking mm -hmm. that We'd get the Tyus Jones of um, when Ja Morant would be sitting out. I would still say hold for now in points leagues. He hasn't mm. been the best, but he's still providing decent value. Mm -hmm. Even then, he's shown a couple of flashes of his potential. Um, he's just very up and down. It's still relatively early, but someone to hold and monitor and potentially drop as the season goes on. Yeah.
All right, notable injuries. Uh, we spoke about Kelly Oubre, so he'll be out several weeks. Tyler Hero, um, big shout-out to my special friend, Lindsay. She loves her Miami Dolphins, loves her Miami Heat. Um, she's a Texan who now lives in Australia, but Tyler Hero is her boy, so shout-out to her. She asked me to do this, so shout-out to her. CJ McCullum um, with the collapsed lung we spoke about, so he's out for several weeks. Uh, he's had it before, and we've seen him in, in previous times. Um, he sat out 19 games, so I don't think he's going to sit out as long as that, um, I just have a feeling that he may come back sooner um, than expected. Cam Thomas, he'll be out for a couple of weeks. Cam Johnson, the other Cam, has actually returned. He's looked shaky with his shot, but it's the usage that will take away from Cam Thomas. So people still believe that Cam Thomas could be a top 50 guy the rest of the season. Um, I have my real doubts around that. So if you have him and people are still looking to trade for him, knowing that he's still injured as well and he'll probably come back to – um, just again, more mouths to feed. We love that line, but more mouths to feed. Um, <laughs> I just don't think that he's going to be that top 50 guy that we saw in the first few weeks yep. of the season. So, um, yeah, let's monitor that one once he does return. Terry Rozier, he'll probably be out for a few more days, maybe up to a week as well. Um, and by that time, you're going to have quite a mix at the Hornets as well. So you'll have Miles Bridges return, and we'll see how that um, shakes out in terms of the dynamic with the forwards, but also with Rozier and Lamelo Ball as well. So let's see how that goes. De'Aaron Fox, he's day to day, doubtful for to sorry for today, um, tomorrow my time I should say, but uh, doubtful. But he should be back within days. Jamal Murray out for another fortnight. Wendell Carter Jr. out for another three weeks or so. Boyan Bogdanovic, he hasn't suited up this season, um, but just watch this one because I know that Asar Thompson has looked amazing, uh, really really good as a rookie. I'm just hoping that Boyan Bogdanovich's return to the Pistons doesn't actually impact or um, restrict um, Osar moving forward. I hope it doesn't, but I've got a feeling that perhaps Boyan will play the power forward and then um, Osar can play uh, as the other wing position, I'm hoping, uh, and then that'll be at the expense of Isaiah Stewart as well. So let's see how that shakes out. But, yeah, three weeks for Boyan. I think that's Devin one of the Booker. biggest. Sorry, that's one of the biggest question marks too with the team. They have, I think, a lot of depth, especially at the mm. forward positions too. So it's going to be interesting how they uh, work out that situation too. I hope that it doesn't affect Asar's production, especially because I have him on my team and he's a top fifty player right now. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's big question mark there. I think Detroit fans will just be in up in arms if they try to restrict what Asar is doing. Mm-hmm. He's part of the core, him, Cade, uh, Jalen Duran. I think those three are going to be part of the core. Um, I think they had higher hopes for uh, Jaden Ivey as well. So it's not not too late for him, but I think those four are going to be the core for many, many years to come. Yep. Devin Booker, questionable for the next game, I believe. He's been out for the last few. So, again, we're still to really see – the, the big three come together in uh, the regular season. So let's let's see how that comes. But um, I think he should be playing in the next week. So just watch this one there. Uh, Anthony Simon, so he's been out uh, most of the season, but he's probably still got another four weeks on his timeline. Another Portlander, we spoke about Skylar Mays earlier, but you've got Simons, you've got Brogdon, and you've got Scoot Henderson all out for a few weeks, you know, two to three weeks, four weeks for Anthony Simons as well. Walker Kessler, he was one of our by-low candidates, I believe, last week, if not the week before, but he's now out with an elbow UCL sprain. Um, I still think it's a by-low opportunity. If anything, you can just throw out one of your really probably bottom three sort of guys and see how you go. I don't think you'll get Walker Kessler in a trade for that, but maybe someone's really frustrated in the fact that 
they invested quite highly in him, probably a, around four, maybe even earlier for some um, sort of draft pick. But perhaps they're just frustrated that he's giving you poor production while he was on the court and now he's injured. Perhaps they're just sick and tired of it. So see what you can do in terms of a buy low. And DeLon Wright, again, low-level type of player, but um, the implications are that there's just more minutes for guys like Kulabali, um, ideally for Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones. It hasn't really worked out that way, but, um, yeah, four to five weeks for DeLon Wright. And we know that um, he can be a bit of a fantasy darling in <laughs> limited minutes, particularly with his steal rate as well. But, you know, he's not a must-roster guy. I think that's a real specific niche sort of um, stats in category leagues, less so for points leagues. Definitely. Now, finally, the week four schedule. We won't go through every single team, but um, teams that play four games, there's 13 of them. Um, there's 14 teams that play three games and one of note. So there's three teams that only play two games, and we'll mention these guys. So the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Clippers. So you've got a cheesy picture there of James Harden. Yeah. Um, he's another Bilo candidate, to be honest. He's um, He's been a bit of a scapegoat for how they've performed in recent times um, since the trade, but um, only two games for the Clippers this week. So that's just another nail in the coffin for those that have Harden. I still think you hold him if you do have him um, or you trade for him as well. You buy low, uh, but yeah, two games. So let's see how that goes with PG-13, um, Russ, Kawhi and um, Harden, of course, as well. But yeah, a bit disappointing. So the Clippers, I think they've had a couple of two-game weeks in the, the last three weeks. Um, so... Yep bit of a struggle for those that have those guys on their squads yeah but this is the team to monitor this week too especially with how the they continue to mesh together and how their usage and minutes and production are affected too absolutely um kayla all right uh we've come to the end any parting words honestly the only thing just keep an eye out for miles bridges i think that's the biggest thing this week returning on friday yeah i'd like to say it's exciting it's yeah it's not it's exciting for a person. Yeah. It'll be interesting. That is the word I'm looking for. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how it meshes. Um, I don't wish him well, but for those that have him on uh, their teams, I hope that you do well with his output. But, um, yeah, horrible, horrible person. But let's see how that plays out in terms of fantasy value. Perfect. Thank you, Kayla. Uh, right. Thank you, everyone. Guys. We will see you next week. And um, thank you. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.